0: You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 229, and today I'm bringing you a longtime friend of mine to talk about how to write your transformational book that amplifies your impact. you ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. Do you have a book in you as part of your desire to make a greater impact and boost your authority? I know you do. We all do. We all have a book inside of us. And it's time for you to write that book that doesn't just transform the lives of your clients and your community and people that you want to work with someday, but also transforms the life of you. Writing a book is such a big part of establishing your authority, your credibility, and opening up a really big platform to get your message out in a bigger way. It's actually one of my favorite platforms next to podcasting. And today my guest is here to share with us how to write that kind of book. And before I introduce her, I want to take you back to the fundamentals of building authority. Now, when you build authority, whether you're writing a book, you're launching a podcast, you're guesting on podcasts, you're keynote speaking, whatever that path is, there are eight key components to having a business that is elevated against your competition, that stands out in a crowded market and puts you as the go-to person So that people are choosing you instead of getting distracted by uh, the fancy marketers that maybe don't have quite the same impact that you could. You want your ideal clients to choose you. And that means you need to pull together the eight authority amplifiers. And I'd like to show you how to monetize your superpower and build a business that is positioning you as the authority And I've got a roadmap I put together that I take my clients through and let's get you that same roadmap. If you go to authorityamplifiers.com and you download my guide and my roadmap to the eight steps to being a highly paid authority in your market, you are going to find what's missing, what puzzle pieces you need to focus on and what you're already doing right that you can double down on, so you stand out as the go-to person in your market. Head over to authorityamplifiers.com, get your copy, and now take great notes as I bring my guest on today. Welcome back, Amplifiers. If you have ever wanted to write a transformational book, you're going to love today's guest, Let me introduce you to my friend, Christine Closer. Now, Christine trains entrepreneurs and leaders to write their transformational books. She is a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling author, a coach, and publisher. And since 2004, she's helped nearly 80,000 aspiring authors in 127 countries. Many clients have become bestsellers, while others have signed publishing deals speak on stages worldwide, appear in major media outlets like CBS, CNN, ABC, NBC, The New York Times, and TEDx. But what's most important is who they become through Christine's life-changing process. She delivers much more than a published book. She helps aspiring authors fully embody their true, authentic self and bring their brilliance to the world. Christine, thank you so much for coming on today to share your wisdom and your superpower and help us amplify our message to the world through your books. Mm, Well, thank you, Melanie. Always a pleasure to
1: spend time with you and your community.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, just on a personal note, Christine and I go way back way, 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 way back to the beginning of <laughs> Melanie as an entrepreneur. I think you are an entrepreneur even before I was an entrepreneur, but Christine used to run this extraordinary community in Los Angeles when I was building my community. And so I just had this beautiful, exquisite being Uh, That was just always creating these extraordinary connected events. And I think you actually invited me to speak a couple times at your events. And, you know, I always treasured uh, the experiences that you created. And now you're bringing that same kind of exquisite connection to your book writing programs. So I'm excited.
1: Yes, I'm excited too. It, you know, it's interesting because I've gone through multiple, you know, various iterations of my business working with authors now. 2002 is when I first sort of ventured into working with authors, first author being my husband. But no matter, like my first business, I started in 1991. So I'm coming up on 30 years um, as an entrepreneur. And it's like that deep, profound experience that I give people um, it's the same across the board, whether they're working with me almost 30 years ago or, you know, this afternoon when I was facilitating my, uh, you know, program called The Sacred Container for authors. So it's um, it's what I love doing. So I'm grateful we get to chat about the author iteration. Like I said, that's the one I've been doing for the last uh, decade plus.
0: So let's share a little background on how you made this transition from, I know you're, you were actually in a yoga business for a while too, weren't you? Did you have a yoga studio? Yeah, I owned a yoga studio point? in LA, two different locations. Yep. Sure. Yep, did. I remember that. So you had a <laughs> yoga studio, you had a networking group, you had coaching programs, you helped birth your husband's book in 2002 and you made this the full-time thing at some point. How did you, how did you go from you know, all these different places you were serving people to really deciding that authors and book writing was going to be your work in the world.
1: Well, it's interesting because I'm not quite sure that I decided, (laughs) like consciously made the decision that that's what I was going to do. Um, it, It happened. It evolved over time somewhat accidentally because, as I mentioned, my husband in 2002 had an idea for a book which was kind of crazy because he wanted to inter- interview Major League Baseball players from all of the Major League Baseball teams and share their wisdom on the pages of a book. Not about like baseball nitty gritty, but the mindset, like what it takes to succeed in a game that's based on failure, where if you do well 30% of the time, you know, you're considered a genius in the, in the, in the sport, um, a master of the sport. And I was like, okay, honey, you know, he didn't know a single major league baseball player at the time, or did he know anyone who even knew a major league baseball player? So I was like, great, honey, you do that, and I'll figure out how to publish it, right? I was a newlywed at the time. So, um, well, flash forward two years later, he's interviewed over 300 major league baseball players and Hall of Famers. Um, names you'd recognize, probably, uh, you know, biggest name is Alex Rodriguez, but like he did that, and then I was kind of on the hook for figuring out how to publish his book, so I did, and I learned a lot. And I reached out to my networking group, and I, you know, asked the women, I'm like, "Hey, I know how to do this thing called book publishing now. Any of you want to contribute a story, and I'll do a book like Chicken Soup for the Soul, and we can all check this off our bucket list." I'm like, "Heck yeah!" So I published that first book, which I thought would be my only book, and um, checked it off my list. But then a few months later, uh, that book was actually featured in the print edition of Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the best bets, like the best books for women to read that summer. And there's special like women's, you know, best books for the summer section. Mine was one of the five books that was listed. And as soon as that happened, I had other women coming to me saying, you know, from my organization, the one you know, um, Melanie, saying, you know, what are you doing the next one? I'm like, oh, God, what do you mean next one? So I did a next one and a next one and a next one, next one, next one. And like two years in, um, I had been so bombarded with people asking me like, well, will you help me write my own book? I'm like, oh, no, no. Like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know. I've never written my own book. Like, how could I do did- you know, chapters for authors. I help them write chapters, not a whole book. Like that's a big undertaking. Um, but there was a moment where I was simultaneously approached, but separately by two of my clients from my anthologies, basically begging me to help them write their books. And they're like, oh my God, you want her to help you. And oh my gosh, I want her to help me. And For some reason in that moment, I said, yes, it came out of my mouth before my brain could stop it. And that was the beginning of my Get Your Book Done program, which I've now been teaching for 13 years, going Mm. on 14. So um, it was just one experience after another, Melanie, really, that just led me um, down the path, down the path, down the path. and you know, here we are today, all these years later, still doing it. And in some ways I feel like I'm just getting started with the work that I'm doing with authors. It's kind of odd to have been doing it for so long, but now it's like everything's just expanding. Um, It's pretty amazing. So Mm. it was, you know, it was divinely guided for sure. It was- It sounds um,
0: like it. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, divine guidance, I think, that if we really listen, we end up where we're supposed to be versus where our ego mind or where, you know, the logic says we should be. And and it was really beautiful to watch that unfolding for you.
1: Yeah. And I, I tried several times, um, to do something else, to be something else, to like guide my own self, like, oh, I should do this or I should do that. And every time I veered away from this thing called, you know, working with transformational authors, that is, easy joy like there was a point where it was just so easy to do this um that I was like, oh this 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 can't really be what I'm supposed to be doing because this is just easy. like I don't have to work at this. Um, I'm good at it. like clients just come to me. so I just you know this is before I am as aware and awake and who I am today, but there was a period I'm like oh it's not supposed to be that easy. I'm supposed to work a lot harder. You know, for the money that I make, old belief, you know, thankfully, (laughs) no longer present. But it was interesting just, you know, in hindsight, watching myself, like, feel like go out, well, I got to do something else because this is just that side gig thing that I do that's, you know, really easy. Mm. Um, Just something on the side. But now, I mean, it's been my main gig now since 2011, I'll say, the last nine years. Um, I spent four or five years, you know, at the beginning, just always thinking I was supposed to be doing something else. And I just kept getting pulled back right on track, you know, just pulled back here, pulled back here. And now it, now it's on fire because now i got not only the coaching and consulting company where I teach people and guide people and coach people and mentor them at very high levels to write their books. But I have a second company now that publishes the books. We just had two books come out last week for our clients. So uh, it's, you know, definitely become the main thing. That's for sure. I love it.
0: (laughs) I love that it's your main thing. Well, you know, and it's like, I believe that a book is one of the pillars of being able to amplify your authority in the world. And I would love it before we dig into the, how you write the book, why is a book such a key part of amplifying your authority and amplifying your success for that matter? It is
1: the most authority building thing that anyone can do, right? You like you can't even spell the word authority without the word author, right? I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. And it doesn't matter how many courses, programs, podcasts, like whatever you've got um out there, there's something different that happens when you present yourself as as an author. Mm. Um, you know, people could be paying five, ten thousand dollars for a program. But in the world out there, people are looking for the experts. They're looking for the authorities and they are using books as the measuring stick, more so than any stack of, you know, over in the olden days, we used to mail out CDs, right? It's like mm-hmm. no stack of CDs or, um, you know, downloadable audio files or anything can give you the level of credibility and door opening and authority. That writing a book can do. It is still the gold standard, if you will, I believe, in this world of authority building and getting our messages out there and amplifying our voices. Like authorship is the gold standard. Everything else, you know, you might make a lot more money on the other stuff, but the book is where your clout and credibility um, really come in more than anything, I think.
0: Hmm, I would agree with you. I, I mean, I think podcasts are up there, but there's still books, are just one of the Tried and true industry gold standards, as you said. Yeah, and when you think of, when you think about like how long
1: people have been using the written word to communicate what they're here to communicate. I mean, even not necessarily words, but stick figures inside of you know cave walls to communicate and to share stories, like. It's a sacred. I believe that writing is a sacred act. Like words on the paper, are a sacred act of the you know long longest form of communication. You know besides verbal sound. Like MP3s are new, audios are new. You know CDs were new before that. We had cassettes and eight tracks and all these other mechanisms. But books, right? I mean, books have been around, and they they like they hold history they hold the stories of the ancient ones, right? Like coming through on these pages. So I always really feel like the the book itself as a vehicle is just something incredibly powerful and sacred and intimate in putting words on the page that allows someone to have a very close relationship with you as the author, Mm -hmm. you know, which does amplify your voice and which does bring people into your world. I think in a way that just some other things can.
0: Mm, I, I totally agree. I I love how you just put that. (laughs) I Mm. just got sucked into this vision of Sedona and the caves and the hieroglyphics. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And people flock to it because there's a part of, of history and our world's evolution. And I, you know, I think books are our modern version of that. It's well said, you know, I've worked with so many, uh, authorities, who are emerging experts who know they need to write a book. And and um, sadly, I think many of them kind of miss the boat somehow and their efforts fall flat and they don't really get the traction they're hoping for. Like, What's the first thing an aspiring author should do to make sure that they're writing a book that does work for them, that does amplify their reach and their message and you know, elevates their authority.
1: I'm so glad you asked this question because I see people make mistakes all over the place. And then they come to me and they do just one tool, like the very first tool that I teach every person who goes through my program um, that we're actually going to make available for you listeners as well to be able to go through. Um, And they're like, oh my gosh, like this made everything so much easier. I wish I had known like people wasted years, decades, some of them. And then they just answer these four questions and they're like, oh, like the the heaven's open and they have clarity on what they're doing, who they're doing it for, how it's going to help their business, the impact they want to have on the world. And with that kind of clarity, it gives you like this North Star to write the book um, in a way that really works on these four levels that I want to discuss. Because what happens, I often tell my clients, it's like, you you have to build the banks of the river. And the banks of the river for your book are the foundational pieces. When people just sit down and just start writing without the banks of the river, without the foundation in place, it's like the words go everywhere, right? And what happens when you have a river without any banks? Like You have a flood, you have destruction, you have mess, you have chaos, you have pain in many regards, right? Like... And that's what happens with people when they start writing their books without having the foundation, without having firm and solid banks to the river that allow the words to flow in a productive direction that's going to help you have the impact that you want to have with those words. So you've got to shore up the banks of the river and build foundation first. And the first question, now again, Melanie mentioned, it's like, you know, I work with transformational authors. Um, And that is the foundation of everything that I teach. And what it begins with is first and foremost, answering the question for yourself in terms of what transformation do you want for yourself as a result of writing this book, right? Like who do you want to become? What do you want to release? What do you want to embrace? How do you want to feel? Right. When you have that book in your hand and you can look at it and you have this, you know, extension of yourself that is proof of your expertise, of your wisdom, of your experience, your stories, it's all on the page. And when you can identify for yourself the transformation that you want for you between where you are now, who you are now, how you feel now. And where you'll be, how you'll feel, and who you'll be when that book is done and people are reading it and raving about it. That transformation right there is a game changer. And I don't know anyone else on the planet that has the first question, you know, be that you contemplate when you're writing a book is how do I want this experience to transform myself? Um, but I tell you, I've been teaching this specific piece, this question since 2011. And across the board, I see authors, like they dream big of this amazing experience of themselves, like who they want to be through this process. And when they write it down, like at the stage that I'm asking you to right now, at the beginning, ideally, like it feels impossible to them. Like I want to be that person who's no longer, you know, afraid of just sharing my voice and really letting it be heard far and wide and loud and clear without any concern, you know, for what other People think like I'm gonna, and they like it feels impossible to them when they get started. And then they write the book. And you know, at the end of our working relationship, I'm like, okay, go back and just look at what you wrote in that very first question I asked you. And across the board, they go back and look, and they're like, Christine, I don't know how, but like, not only did that happen that I didn't even think was possible, but all of these things that I didn't even know were in the realm of possibility for me also happened. And it's that transformation of the self through the process of writing the book that has you more deeply anchored into your message, into who you are, into who you serve and how you serve them. And that kind of confidence, that kind of clarity, and that kind of like courage to really just stand in who you are, like rock solid, that's what really helps amplify the message because the signal going out is so much stronger. So that's the very first question that I suggest people ask. Um, I can jump right into the second question,
0: or if you have thoughts or comments, Melanie. We well, can... I think it's just so magnificent that we start with like the beingness, right? And yeah, you know, I think, uh, and I and I will admit, I have found myself in this moment where I'm like, what's the book I should write, versus what's the book that like is you know like it's going to allow me to have the impact i know i'm supposed to have like you know and we get caught up in those logical moments and so this is a really beautiful way to reground yourself and make sure you're writing the book that's needing to emerge from you that's really going to have the the impact from a very authentic place so I'm fully tuned in and listening. (laughs) All right, let's get into the second one. Yeah. So the
1: second question then, and these two are like your real powerhouse um, questions for foundation. The second one is, well, once I'm clear on the transformation that I want for myself through this process, next thing is you got to ask yourself, what's the transformation that you want for your readers? Right. So many people, like they'll just sit down and they'll write a book to share their story, to share their message, to their expertise. Yes. But to what end? Like, what's the big transformation you want on the other end when that reader has finished reading your book and they're just close the book and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing book. And in their mind, you know, in their heart, they're like sending their gratitude for you for transforming their life in some way. Like, Every word you write needs to be geared towards that. So you need to ask yourself and answer that question around what is it, what is the transformation that I want for my reader? Because when you can really tune into that, and I've guided so many people through this process, like one-on-one individually, when I take them through this sort of almost a guided meditation to really being in that moment where their ideal reader is thanking them for how the this book changed their life. I would say eight times out of 10, they're in tears because they feel so connected to the possibility of their ideal reader that they can heal that thing that needs to be healed. They can finally have the freedom that they want to have in the business. They can, you know, have a better relationship with a spouse or with a child or whoever, or they can navigate that you know, crossroads in their life with more ease and hope and belief, you know, that the universe is working in their, you know, in their favor. Um, But when people really connect with the transformation that they want for the readers, and like some of those examples I just gave you, it's like the combination of what you want the transformation to be for yourself and what you want the transformation to be for them. Like that's, That's like the beginning. Those are the first two legs of that solid foundation Um, because you can't write your book without your ideal reader in mind and without a deep, like really heartfelt, almost soulful connection with who they are and what transformation you want for them. So that's the second question you've got to ask yourself. What's a transformation you want for your
0: readers? Hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. and third, you third, cut, cut
1: second yep. and third, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, three, three, two more left. Um, And the third one, like this is where it comes down to brass tacks a little bit. Because the third question you want to ask yourself is, how do I want this book to transform my business? Because like I've seen it happen so many times that people write a book and it is, it's like the key that can turn over the engine of their business. Um. You know some people very specifically, they're like, "Well, I want to write this book because I want to have this authority to help me get more speaking engagements because that's where I get my best clients. That's for more speak, you know more paid speaking engagements. Other people, like they want to write the book because they just want to get their phone to ring for strategy calls so they can talk with people about the offers and you know services that they have available. Um, Other people are clear that they want to just use this book to help them get publicity. They really want to build their reach through using publicity. And depending upon what the transformation is that you want for your business, and you want to be as specific as you possibly can, because you can then sort of design the book to that end. Um, Like my client, Beth Kennedy, who wrote a book called Career Recharge, she was one who knew that she wanted... This book to help her not only get speaking engagements, but she begins getting invitations to speak internationally at some of the premier conferences in her industry. She's a corporate consultant, resiliency expert, specifically for people in like the healthcare, doctors, nurses, you know, frontline workers like that. Um, but she, in her book, sprinkled her book with stories that happened to include experiences she had when she was speaking. Because she knew she wanted this book to help her. Yes, she wanted to help her readers, but she also knew from a business perspective as a you know savvy professional woman, she wanted to book more speaking gigs. So naturally, she pulled upon stories of things that happened when she was speaking to plant that seed. Granted, every story that she shared had a point to serve the reader and the transformation she wanted for the reader, but she also made sure that those stories highlighted the aspect of her business that she really wanted people to engage with her in. And it worked. Like Even before the book was published, when she just started putting in her signature line and in her bio that she was a forthcoming author of Career Recharge, she booked her first paid international speaking gig in Madrid, Spain, before the book was even out. Like That's how clear she was on the transformation that she wanted for her business, and everything pointed in that direction. So, you know, and some of you were like, well, I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that. I wanted to do all sorts of things. As much as you can sort of narrow in, you want to really focus in if there were just one, one, you know, transformation that your business would experience, like what would that one thing be? Maybe it would be Mm -hmm. just to get people into a high converting funnel that you have. Like, I don't know, but... This is what this question is all about um, because you can design your book to help inspire people into that action that you desire to help you grow your business.
0: Oh, I love it. So let's just recap them, just a really quick recap, just to yep. bottom line the four And then four we've steps. got one more. Oh, okay. That's why I was missing a fourth one. I'm like, wait, I don't remember the fourth one. I want to recap them. Okay, go. <laughs> yeah. The
1: fourth one is, again, the question here is like, what transformation do you yearn for in this particular aspect? Um, but it's, what do you really want for the world? Like, what's the transformation that you want to see in the world? Let's just say, for example, that everyone who needed to read your book like who would really benefit from it to solve their problem, heal their pain, help them do something they couldn't do in the past. If every single person who is your ideal reader read that your book, embodied the knowledge, really embraced the wisdom and lived differently as a result, what would be the transformational impact in the world? What would be different out there? Like would, could cancer be eradicated? You know, could families stay together through the difficult times and actually become more solid, you know, loving families rather than, you know, either living together and not liking each other or, you know, divorcing or, you know, parents and kids that never talk to each other. Like, would there, could there be more peace in the home, which would then bring more peace in the world if we have more peace in our homes? So this is where you really get to just dream a little bit and truly envision if this book had a ripple effect in the world, what would be different? Hmm. And for a lot of people I work with, when they connect with that world's you know, quadrant, this process I take people through is called the transformation quadrant. Um, when they connect with this world quadrant, really imagine, wow, things could really be different. Um it helps them move through some of the tougher times of writing a book because, you know, you get pushed up against all sorts of stuff. It isn't isn't always easy. Um, Certainly getting clarity on these four questions will make it a whole heck of a lot easier than it would be without them.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Okay. So now let's do the quick recap of the four steps.
1: Yes. So the first one is to ask yourself about the transformation that you want for yourself as you write this book. Second one is connect with the transformation that you want for your readers as you write your book and as they read your book. Third one is what is the one most important transformation that you want to see in your business as a result of being an author and having this your book out in the world? And then fourth one is ultimately, you know, what is the big transformation you want to see in the world as a result of this book being out there, serving mm-hmm. people, helping people, healing people? Um, lifting people in the way that your book is, you know,
0: designed to. Perfect. Very powerful way to start the process. And, you know, I I would imagine that in all of the time that you've been working with authors, that you've run across some mistakes, some things that derail them. Uh, We probably can't get into all of them in the time we have left, but maybe you could hit a couple of the high notes of what are a couple of the biggies and how how could they like not make those big mistakes? Well, you touched on
1: it earlier, Melanie, and that is this thinking of like writing the book that you think you should write, or writing the book that a lot of people are like searching that topic in Google, and it's a hot keyword, and maybe I should write a book about that. Um, that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see people doing. Because when you write a book, and I'm thinking of one particular client at the moment, I'm not going to mention her name, um, but she went and paid $15,000 to participate in this like write your book program. And out of it, you know, was literally, it was like this book was like pumped out of a factory on a topic that she didn't even want to talk about, that she didn't feel passionate about, but that she was told would be, you know, the book that would sell. Well, this is what people want to read. They don't want to read that other stuff. Like, they want to read something like this. So she wrote this book. And then when she found me, she's like, can you help me write the book that I really want to write? Like, I don't even want to talk about this one. Like, She didn't promote it. She didn't really do much of anything um, to support that first book because she wrote the book that someone told her she should write. And it isn't always someone out there telling you the book that you should write. Sometimes we have these internal conversations about what should I write. But I assure you that um, that is one of the biggest mistakes you could make because a book is something you want to feel yourself excited when you think about talking about it five, you know, ten, even twenty years down the road. So yeah. Uh, yeah, don't don't write the book you think you should write the book that's really speaking to you that you're passionate about, and that passion will help the book succeed.
0: Okay, so I have to ask this question because yeah. it's almost the converse of what you just said. I actually worked with a client who wrote the book she really wanted to write, but it didn't sell because it didn't connect with the audience that she serves. So, I almost I'm always like curious about that. Like, what would be your guidance to someone who's written this really passion-based book, but it's not selling and they're not doing anything with it because the audience they serve doesn't resonate with the book you wrote.
1: Well, this is why the quadrant that we just went through, this tool that I developed mm. back in 2011 is critical because you need all four legs. Like you have to have the business quadrant in there. So, you know, if and you know, that kind of begs the question, is she in the right business if she's passionate about, you know, this one topic but she has a business about something else like there might be a big a bigger conundrum there for someone like that because ultimately you know you're in the business of the thing that you're passionate about um so when you do this quadrant you know when you get to the business qu- the business questions like what is the transformation I want from your, my for my business you can see the automatic connection there um so that's why the business piece is a part of the foundational work because you don't want to be writing the book. Ideally you want to find the blend of I am so passionate about this, you know, book and good for, you know, lucky for me, they like I have this business that I'm passionate about where there's a bridge between the two. So for someone like that, I would have encouraged her to kind of, you know, dig a little bit deeper to see, you know, is there is there is she possibly in the wrong business? Or is it that she just had to write this book for personal purposes? Because I, I have some clients, like, they could care less about the business. They're like, I just have to write this book because this is a book that I have to write. But they know that going in. They mm-hmm. don't expect this passion book, if you will, um, that is unrelated to the business to support the business. Like, they, they, you have to know that going in because um, you don't, you don't want to put all of this stuff into a book that isn't connected to the business and it's you're consciously doing so. Like I said, some of my clients do. They're like, I don't care. This isn't for that. This is for me. Like, okay, great. So now we know that. So you can scrap the business quadrant because it's irrelevant for where you are and where you're going, but you're aware of where you are and where you're going and how you're going about doing it. Um, So it would have just been a little more, you know, kind of digging in the front end, I think, for someone like that to really make sure that if they're going to go through all the effort of writing a book, that somehow they they find the bridge to what their business is, or they reconsider the business if they're not passionate about it.
0: Yeah. That's kind of where I was going. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, hmm, I think you want to go a new direction in your business, but that was, that's another conversation for another day, but that's really great advice. (laughs) And I'm glad that you pointed (laughs) that out because, um, you know, I think sometimes we do have to write those really personal um, books, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily going to uh, go through our normal business channels <laughs> to sell exactly. it. So just have to know that. <laughs> go Yeah. Ahead. I mean, I, we we
1: have clients do those books, you know, I won't say all the time, but we have a fair number of them. Mm-hmm. And I just need to, you know, they need to just get, okay, this isn't going to be a book that's going to fulfill anything in the business quadrant for you because it's unrelated. But like, this is the book that you have to write because you have to write it. So go in with your eyes wide open.
0: True. Um, uh, okay. so one last question uh, before we get to the the personal fun stuff. Um, I also know that sometimes people really struggle to sit down and just get into writing. Like they know they want to write a book, but they just can't get themselves in that groove.
1: Mm-hmm. What would
0: you recommend they do to to kind of get out of that stuckness that comes up for them?
1: Mm. Oh my gosh, there's so many things. But I think what's coming to me right now to share is the importance of someone understanding their writing style. Because there are authors who beat themselves up because they don't write for weeks. And then they like have a day that they can write, but they have no energy left to write because they're just shooting on themselves that they didn't write for the last two weeks or the last month or however long it's been. Um, And people have different writing styles. Some people do best if they write a little bit every day. Some people are what I call chunk writers, right? They need like a three-hour block to just sit down and write, and others won't write for weeks, and then they'll write for an entire day or a couple of days back to back. And if you if you don't understand your natural writing style, if you are a little every day, you know, a chunk here, a chunk there, or if you're like, you just need to block out a whole day for yourself... You can really beat yourself up and judge yourself for not doing it how you, quote unquote, think it's supposed to be done. This is another shooting on yourself here. Um, and that can stop you in your tracks. If you think that it's supposed to be happening some other way that is other than your natural way of writing, um, it's never gonna work. It's never gonna work. So I have some be like, oh my gosh, I gotta have to write every day? Heck, not, not if you're not naturally inclined to write every day. No. You're better off writing one day a month than writing every day if writing every day doesn't work for you. You'll get more done in the one day a month than you would trying to force yourself into some daily habit that doesn't naturally suit your writing style. So don't fight your natural style of writing and how you naturally work. Um, And chances are it'll be much easier to sit down and write when you do.
0: Hmm. That's great advice. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, if somebody is ready to start writing this book, I know you've got to have some great resources to help them get started. Uh, let's direct them to something that will help them really kind of get that momentum to get that book out of them. Yes,
1: as a matter of fact, I do. You heard me mention something called Get Your Book Done. It is my signature award winning program that's been producing authors since 2007. And for the first time ever recently, I decided to open up the entire first module of that program, absolutely free for people to go in for seven days and get through the five most important foundational lessons that I teach in the program. The transformation quadrant that we just covered today was just one of them. Um, There are multiple other lessons, videos, you know, that walk you through the, the teachings and then action guides to help you actually do the work to begin to you know, get the banks of this river in place and get this foundation underneath you. It's available. at Just go to freebookwritinghelp.com. Hopefully that's a memorable enough URL, but I'm sure Melanie's got it in show notes. Um, But it's freebookwritinghelp.com. You just go give your name and email and we'll send you access into my membership site um, for free to go in for seven days and work through those first five modules and really get the first blocks of your foundation for your book in place. I'd recommend every single one of you start there. And even if you started writing, like just press pause on the writing, go to freebookwritinghelp.com, grab the resource, start going through those first modules, and chances are you're going to get some clarity that's going to help make what you've already done even more powerful.
0: I love it. Thank you. That's so good. Uh, I like to get personal. You know, we've heard a lot about your wisdom and your superpower and how you're guiding people uh, get those books out of them. But, you know, I know we all get here. By going through a our, our journey, what do you think is the biggest learning you've had up to now
1: mm-hmm.
0: that helped you get where you are right now?
1: Well, why I'm so passionate about foundation building and putting the blocks in place first is that the first solo book I write I wrote after all of those anthologies that I had published, um, it wasn't the right book, and I know the pain firsthand of writing the wrong book, of building the wrong business. It all looked good. It was, you know, probably a should, it was a book that actually came relatively easily to me to write because it's like, it just came from an outside, you know, source, but it didn't feel right. Like, it didn't feel like something I could really build upon. Um, So when I built a business around it on what felt like a very faulty and unstable internal foundation for that particular message, um, I, as you know, Melanie, because we've we've had conversations about this in the past, but it's like I ended up shutting down the business, pulling the plug, closing everything down, knowing full well that it might lead me into bankruptcy because I was sole income earner for my family. My husband was a stay-at-home dad. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Like I can't do another year of this. Um, It's just not what God put me on this planet to do. I'm not supposed to be doing this. So I did, I pulled the plug. I lost everything, my home. um, I did go through bankruptcy. It, It was a complete stripping of everything that I thought I was supposed to be doing. And the most amazing opportunity to really discover who am I when there's no shoulds? Who am I when I have nothing left? Who am I when the only thing I see in front of me is blank slate where I can create clean um, and aligned? And that's what I did. And it was through that dark knot of the soul, that experience where merging the worlds of transformation, which I'd been facilitating transformational workshops and retreats since 1997, um, an authorship that I had been doing you know, for several years already at that point, And that's where, that's where these two worlds came together for me around transformational authorship. And that's what I've been doing for the last nine years, but Mm. not, uh, not without losing everything, go through, going through some really, um, dark days first, Yeah, but it was worth it. Like I wouldn't give it up for anything because it's so solid and so awesome now. (laughs) It's like, thank (laughs) you for putting me through that to get me here.
0: Sometimes that's what transformation is about. We got to go through the chaotic (laughs) mess to get to where we're supposed to be. (laughs) Uh I can certainly relate to that. You know, I normally ask, uh, what's the boldest thing you've ever done to achieve, you know, this level of success? But I suspect what you just shared is tied into it. But is there something different that you would put into that answer?
1: Oh, the boldest thing I've ever done to get me here? Um, real, it's like, it's a series of bold things I've done. And it was just to say yes along the way when I felt the yes. Um, like hundred percent yes. Like really bold to create a summit, um, in the middle of being on the verge of homelessness. Cause I didn't know where I'd be able to my family, nor did I have the money to get us into a house at the time. I'm um, like, I was still producing a summit as I was literally signing bankruptcy papers, not sure of where I'd be living in the next four weeks because we were short selling our house and, um, well, foreclosing on it, bank sale, whatever. Um, And I think it was pretty stinking bold that in the middle of all that to come out with my first ever, ever, you know, virtual summit called the Transformational Author Experience um, while I was, you know, bankrupt and nearly homeless at the time. So that, I think that was probably one of the boldest moves, but, um, you know, what choice did I have when you're at the bottom and you can't go any you lower, you're like, you just do whatever you have to do. Um, so bold. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, it paid off big time and actually got me enough money to get my family into a new rental that we loved. So,
0: <laughs> well, you know, I think that's the epitome of bold is when your back's up against the wall, do you sink? Do you let it pull you down or do you leap and do you take the risk and do the thing that's scary and maybe even a little crazy, but you do it because you're trusting that there is something that will unfold from that, that will take you where you're supposed to go next. And that's really what bold is about is being willing to take a big, bold leap. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I hate to sound so trite, but it's like, trust me, like, if I could, in the middle of that pain and anguish and fear, create something that, you know, has sustained me and my family and my, you know, team and people in countries around the world, you know, that work for me, um, like, it's possible. Like, it doesn't matter what you're facing. Like, there is a bold move that you can make right now that might not make sense on any realm. Um, or any level other than that, you know, it's what you need to do to move yourself forward um, in the face of everything that might be, you know, in front of you at the moment.
0: So yeah, bold is brilliant. Bold <laughs> Scary is as I'll Get out sometimes, but brilliant. <laughs> bold moves mountains. So Christine, yes. thank you so much for joining us today. And you know, transformational books are gonna look different for each and every one of you, whatever that looks like for you. But if you haven't written it yet, or you know it's time to write a new one and you're not sure where to start, or you just wanna get access to some great resources, I encourage you to get Christine's tool at freebookwritinghelp.com. It's a very generous resource. And you know, struggling to write your book just doesn't serve anybody. So get the resource and get started. Christine, thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure. Thank you. Happy writing, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com. And I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market.